Welcome to the Independent Brokers Podcast. Your host, Joseph Goslin, interviews independent real estate brokers from around the country asking about all the things we all want to know, recruiting, commission breakdowns, lead generation, technology tools, and more. And now to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Independent Broker Podcast. Today, we have a special episode. We don't have uh, our usual independent podcast uh, where we introduce... Uh, uh, another independent broker. Today we have Roddy, and Roddy has a specialty. Roddy is a recruiter for the real estate industry, and I know a lot of you have asked me, what do you do for recruiting? And we want to hear more about recruiting, so we brought Rudy as an expert on, and I think everybody's going to benefit a lot from this conversation. So Rudy, welcome to the show. Hi, Joseph. Thank you so much for having me here. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I just introduced you as a recruiter in the industry world. Give us a little bit more a little bit about your background, how you got here, sure. and, and what do you guys do? Sure. So I started off in marketing. I start, I come from a marketing background. For a long time, I was doing marketing for brokerages, and I still do that for some clients. But what uh, a lot of people were asking me for was, can you help with recruiting? Can you help with recruiting? And for a long time, I just said, no, that's not what I do. I do marketing. We do leads. We do branding. That's what we do. But the more I thought about it, recruiting is just sales. It's just a different product you're doing. And so those wheels started turning and I realized that was just the most valuable product problem I could solve for brokers. When you add 10 producing agents to your brokerage, if they do $2 million each, your commission rate is 20%. That's an extra $100,000 of top line revenue that we can add to your brokerage overnight if you're able to recruit continuously. And that's setting the bar pretty low at 10 agents in a year. So I just, that was the direction I ended up getting pushed in and I've been having fun with it ever since. Yeah, I have so many questions. And, and it is, some of it is my own personal curiosity and some of it sure. is things I know our audience would want. But I was thinking about it. Um, what about we have a conversation, at least at the beginning here, before we start digging into this little details of sure. I'm a broker. I need help recruiting. I, you're a service provider. So let's have a conversation as if I called you and say, hey, Rudy, I need help. Sure. How does it go from here? So the first thing I'm gonna, I want to find out is how many agents are you looking to recruit? And how many agents do you want to add to your team in the next year? I don't want to be Keller Williams. I want, let's say, another six or eight uh, in the next 12 months. Okay. In that case, I'm probably going to refer you to someone else. Okay. Um, my minimum number of agents I recruit is 10 agents. And the reason I do it, I, I have it that way is because what I do, I, I'm not an appointment setting company. I'm not just going to set appointments for you and you do it. I am pretty much almost start to finish. I will create a machine within your business and top down fashion so that you can attract and recruit agents continually. And that goes from uh, reaching out to uh, agents, uh, identifying those agents, um, setting appointments, talking to them myself, getting them on board to work for your brokerage directly. So it's a, it's a lot more than just setting appointments, which is a little bit different than a lot of the other options out there. Okay, then I change my answer. I want 12 agents. I want one a month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In that case, we're going to talk about your, we want to talk about your market, what your unique sell, selling proposition is to agents, because that's your product is your brokerage. So like I said, this is a sale. I want to identify what's special about your brokerage because what's special about your brokerage is going to identify who we're going to target. So then we're going to, uh, we're going to look at your competitors in your market. We're going to look at your, we're going to look at your brokerage and we're going to see where those vulnerabilities are 
in your market. So some brokerages might have higher commission rate, worse culture. So let me back it up. There's only four reasons why anyone leaves a job or stays at a job in any industry. So you've got earning, learning, personal development, and then advancement. Now, advancement is a little less one that you really have to compete on in real estate. But if you can compete on advancement opportunities, then the sky's the limit. You're competing on a level that most people aren't. But the first three, earning potential. That boils down to a number of different ways. Are you going to give me leads? Are you going to give me a higher commission rate? What are your fees? All of the sub things into how do I make more money? And then, of course, you've got the training, the the learning, the training, development. How do I become better? And then, of course, the culture is, is that uh, environment one. Culture is a little smaller for, for recruiting, but enormous for retention. Uh, I cannot tell you many conversations I've had with agents where they, I really, I really would, I'm really interested in joining, but I got to think it over. I've got such a great relationship with some of the agents I work with. It almost feel like a betrayal. And I, I love hearing that there's such a great culture out there. So that's one of those things that, we want to make sure that we're recruit, we're, we're anticipating, we're recruiting for, and we want to make sure that we're not tainting your culture by bringing it just a producer. Like my big thing is producing agents. So we want to make sure that they're not just producing, but they're also a good fit for the culture mm-hmm. uh, because we don't want to poison that for a quick buck. So if we, if you wanted to recruit 12 agents, it starts with analyzing your market, your unique selling propositions, and then where do you stack up in those four pillars of why agents move? Um, that'll give us an idea of what our foundation is and help us build our, the next step would be identifying the target list of agents that we want to recruit. And then it's outreach. Yeah. So. Um, and relationships though. Of course. So, so as a recruiting broker, which most of our listeners are, we usually have to make a decision. Do I want to take someone that is brand new blank slate? Do you want to take mm-hmm. on somebody that is, let's say, two, three years in the market that is done, that's doing six, five, six, eight transactions a year, 10 transactions a year? Or do I want the superstar $20 million a year kind of agent? And from, sure. from the conversations I've had with multiple brokers, nobody's looking for the $20 million superstar no. except for the big firms. Keller Williams yeah. want to bring that team. EXP wants to bring that team. Mm-hmm. But as an independent broker, I don't want the superstar because he's going to be more of a energy uh, <laughs> that demands a lot of attention and infrastructure yeah. and support mm-hmm. than what we can get in return. The blanks. Yeah. So on the recruiting side, yeah. I'm, I'm I was going to say we call that yeah we call that movable middle like that that the agents uh, the blank slate agents. There's such a high rate of failure uh, from external factors outside of what you as the broker control. So you can waste a lot of time and energy in those blank slate agents, do everything right on your end, and just not have them produce because of lack of attention, lack of commitment, lack of work ethic, lack of a sphere of influence they're willing to work. So there's so many other factors that are outside of your realm of control. Whereas once you move to those agents that are doing enough to be full-time, they're doing those 8 to 10, 12 transactions, that's enough for them to be full-time, but not necessarily enough for them to justify why they got into real estate, right? Everyone gets into real estate thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make six figures, going to make 200 grand a year. And so many of them get in and they're taking home $50,000, $70,000. Enough to be full-time, but not really enough to say, this is why I'm doing this. 
And that's a, that's the great target that we want to do. If you're a strong broker that is able to train and help them, uh, they've got the work ethic. They're getting deals done. They've got a lot of the they've got a lot of the things that the reasons why new agents fail. They've got those boxes checked. They're doing those things. So that's what we call the movable middle. They're not the bottom. They're not the top. They're the ones that are primed for recruiting. And that's generally where we're gonna where I focus my recruiting efforts on is that movable middle. Okay, that's great. So we're on the same page here because that's again what everybody has told us so far that when they're recruiting, that would be their their target. I don't think anybody has phrased it like you do, the movable middle is, but it's such a great term for it. So that's good. So what does the process include? Because we all have different ways, right? Uh, some of our brokers that we interviewed said, I do charity events. I get involved with the local association. I make sure they recognize my name and then we build a relationship and then I can get them converted. But a lot of our brokers look at it and say, that's a lot of time and effort in, to invest in. Why can't I outsource it? And this is where the broker's world is split into <laughs> two, right? Some people say, yes, absolutely. I want to outsource it because I don't want to deal with it. I don't have the time or capacity to do all that. Uh, and some people say outsource it, either hire a recruiter in-house or go to somebody sure. like you that does that from the outside. But the resistance come from then somebody else is selling you. Somebody else is selling your culture. Sure. Somebody else is selling your thing. Yeah. Why does that make sense or that 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 is a problem? So, sure. so what is your answer to those people that resist outsourcing this functionality? Sure. I would say the people that have, there are a lot of outsource solutions that may not fit for your brokerage. I think the big thing that I think I excel at is this is when you end up, when we work with someone, it is not, we're not just a separate entity. We, I will come to your state and we'll work with you in your offices. We almost become an extension of your team because the truth is um, it is hard to recruit if I don't know your business, if I don't know your culture, if I don't know your team, I'm going to meet your agents. I'm going to find out what your agents like about you, where they think you can improve. Um, it is extremely involved process because the, the fact is you can't recruit if you don't know the, the, the company. It is, and so that is that dichotomy of it's time consuming, but I know my business better than anyone else. And so that's where I uh, that's where I try and be that middle ground where I'm going to come in. I'm going to spend a lot of time with you, learning your business. Uh, I'm going to spend time with your agents. I'm going to do. I'll probably take your agents out for drinks to, to learn and meet them and really get a feel for the culture and the pulse. And because those agents are also going to be a recruiting resource for me that fits multiple check boxes. They're right. It is hard to sell a product you don't know. And so that's one of my first steps is making sure. I know your brokerage very well. I become almost part of your team. And so that's how I respond to that. Just, yeah, you're right. But there's a way around that. Gotcha. That, that, that makes sense. So when you start working with candidates, we've seen a lot of people use a disk test or different kind of personality tests. And in my experience, right, I've been around for a few years. It is not an indicator. Like uh, you, I you would expect yeah. a certain type would be better. And then I've seen the complete mm -hmm. opposite types do phenomenal. And the same type everybody thinks is going to be great is doing horrible. Yeah. So what's your stance on those, all those personality tests? I don't use them at all. 
I've tried, I've gone down that road multiple times. It is not an indicator of performance, in my opinion. The truth is, it's like an interview. In any interview, anyone can say and be anything they want in the realm of that 30-minute interview, right? The only proof you're going to get is, can they produce? And that's why I'm going to rely on MLS data to help me create that list of these agents can perform because those personality tests are not an indicator of performance. An indicator of performance is, what did you do last 12 months? Got it. Okay. So how does the process look like? You, you came in, you sat with our team, you learned the culture, you, you got the answers to what makes us different, what is our sure. proposition, what's next? Sure. The next step is I'm going to start um, creating relationships with our, let's say we've done all the foundational work. And there's a lot of foundational work that goes into it. Once all that's done and we're ready, we have our, we know what our plan of attack is for reaching agents, then it's executing that plan. And that plan, a lot of that plan, there's usually eight methods that I rely on for uh, outreach and building relationships. It's really about establishing relationships because the truth is every agent right now, if they can produce, they're being aggressively recruited by every major brokerage. Every major, if you go to any of the major brokerage industry events, JenBlue, what's the rematch? If you go to any of them, they one of the things they sit on their platform and say is, we're going to make recruiting a priority. And they do make it a priority. So every agent is getting calls all the time saying, come work for us. So if you're just another one doing that, it doesn't work. There's no reason for them to listen to you above, uh, above the other noise. So... All of my systems generally rely on trying to establish a relationship first, just like a sale. Once you have a relationship, you have the ability to uh, really speak to somebody. And once you can speak to them, you can find out what's important to them, which are those four pillars of recruiting, earning, learning, environment, or advancement matters to them. And then it's just tailoring your conversation to what matters to them. It's very simple. I will say it starts with the relationship just like any other sale, and then you go from there. So if you'd like to go over some of the some of those, what are some of those I, techniques? The one, yeah. only one that's really non-negotiable is you're going to have to pick up that phone, right? As someone who's in real estate and you're a broker, you've probably had some success in real estate. So you're probably not a stranger to the phone. Maybe you've gotten out of being transactional, so you don't pick up that phone anymore and you're happy to be stepped away. But if you want to do this yourself, which if you don't want to work with me, I will give you all the tools to, to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. I will give you, I'm working on a training tutorial, like step eight videos, step-by-step -step on how to recruit. I'll give you all the tools that you need to recruit on your own. Go ahead and do it. But you're going to have to pick up that phone. You're going to have to uh, outreach. There are some other methods that we use and some of them will, even a blind squirrel will gather a few acorns. I wouldn't plan on baking a pecan pie if you're not going to pick up that phone though. Drip, drip. I, I, I'm a big proponent of using drip emails to our list. It's not something that's going to, every year I'll get a few hires off of a drip campaign, but it's not the only system that's more kind of, I got lucky. I'm really using that to reinforce my brand. I segment each of those e emails to talk about one of those four pillars and how I excel in that pillar and try to provide value. Um, then um, some of the other things we'll do are events and trainings. Um, open those up to public, uh, other agents, invite them, and don't try to do a hard sell. All you're trying to do is create that relationship. So when they are ready to, to move, they think of you or that they're more willing, they're willing to take your call and speak to you when we do reach out to them and say, hey, let's chat about your future. 
So events and trainings is huge. I really like to find ways that I can provide value. So I'll keep, I keep my list of target agents. And in that list, I'll also have a list of 25 who are my hot targets. And what I'll, and I'll track each of what they're doing, their activity, their production. If I notice that they've got a house on the property, on the market for a long time, I'll call them up and say, hey, tell, tell me about this property. What's going on? And I've sent a, I sent a team with a Matterport out to help someone push their property a little bit. I said, look, realistically, the house is overpriced. It's probably not going to make a difference. The market knows when the house is overpriced. But what you will be able to do is maybe take this and say, this is the next step I've done with the seller. And then I can maybe use that as a reason to help them talk them down because to, to lean on you for your pricing expertise is if you do, if you can show them you've done everything you can at this price point, it's not working. So just like helping an agent that's not part of your brokerage, providing them value, it creates a great atmosphere. You can trust and believe they'll take your call when you call them and say, hey, let's grab lunch. Let's talk about your future. So providing value, social media is huge. Almost every agent that I've recruited recently, they tell me they'll look at other brokerages' social media. So you want to make sure your social media looks good. It looks like a, it looks better than the brokerage is that they're currently at, right? They want you want them to go. I want that. I want to be a part of that. It's a great place to show off your culture, your environment, because the truth is, everyone thinks they're good at those four pillars, right? Environment, recruiting, environment, advancement, learning, and earning. Everyone thinks they're good at that. It doesn't matter how good you are at it if they can't see it. So you want to use social media as an opportunity to prove that you're good at those four categories. So social media is great. Uh, Using the agents within your brokerage, absolutely enormous, right? Relationships are how recruiting gets done. Your agents already have relationships with other agents. They're doing deals with them. Some pushback I get from brokers on including their agents is they go, my agents get sensitive about recruiting because they feel like they're bringing on more competition, right? That's a little fallacious to me because it's a zero sum game, right? If this person is at a competition anyway, yeah, you're in, they're at a competing brokerage, bringing them in here doesn't remove a competitor. It actually makes you more competitive because now as a brokerage, you're stronger. You've got more resources to deploy. So it's a zero sum game as far as competition. Um, but the benefits of having more agents at your brokerage, helping uh, build your brand, um, having more listings to market, yeah. all these other benefits, it just, it, 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 the tide raises all ships. Get those agents on board, whether you, you know, incentivize them or give them a bonus. Um, agents are, are a great way to do that. Everyone does the post-transaction call or letter. I still do it. I don't, uh, it's not one that I rely on extremely heavily because it's it doesn't cut through the noise the way it used to when you were the only one doing it. I think that's a little bit more of a common technique. Hand gre- handwritten greeting cards. I really like handwritten cards. Talking about someone's production in a short note and then inviting them to chat, huge. And I think that's a, those are the eight main methods that I'll use to establish those relationships before reaching out with a call. And then it's setting down that sitting down with them, getting belly to belly and having a conversation and letting them do most of the talking, right? If you're doing most of the talking, you're not, you're not learning what's important to them. Yeah. It's interesting, but everything you said, I can drop the word recruiting and say the word sell houses and it fits, right? 
Yeah. Uh, it's just like you said at the beginning, sales is sales. We're just selling a yeah. different product instead of somebody else's house. So so that's definitely interesting, which... Yeah. As I, a I, brokerage, you're, 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 you've hit the nail on the head. As a brokerage, your product, you're like your customer really isn't home buyers or it, your customer are really agents. You've got your existing agents and you've got prospective agents. That's who your customer base is. Their customer are the end buyers and sellers. And really adopting that paradigm and treating your business as the business of agents is, is where, you, where you need to be. Yes. How do you overcome objections when you talk to those agents? Like, I'm happy where I am or I don't know what I'm looking for or I sure. have everything I need over here. So what kind of conversations you're having? Because I know, again, when the, the brokers that we talk to that do their own recruiting, they, they hit those objections, right? Sure, sure. The same thing I, I tell people when we are, object, objections are almost always not necessarily the objection they say, right? The objection, when someone says, I'm good where I'm at, they, what they're saying is, I don't believe life is going to be any better at your brokerage. So you would, ideally, I've dealt with that before they've gotten to, to, to my meeting. Ideally, they've seen all the ways that my, I, I excel through the uh, social media, through special events. They see why it's different at my brokerage. But if that's the case, uh, sometimes you don't, you don't overturn it. You say, I'm here. When you're ready to chat about your future, let's stay in touch. Because there's no objection that really works for the, I'm fine where I'm at 100% of the time. There's no objection overturn that works anywhere if it works four percent of the time i'm happy right yeah we're in, we're in a yeah. numbers game yeah four percent I'm, I'm jumping yeah gotcha but what i do you what i if i do think that there is a room for that i'll say something along the lines i'm, I'm so glad you love your brokerage tell me in your dream scenario what would make your brokerage better you know what would make your life better as an agent and so I, what I'm still trying, like all of my conversation is designed to find out what's important to them. So any objection I have is going to try and go back to that. Is it, is it really the objection that they're happy where they are or is it they just don't believe it's going to be better where I'm at? If they really are happy where they are, let me find out what they think would make it better for them. And then I'll focus on talking about that. So that's, those are those two, two things that do I really need to go back to showing that I am different or do I need to focus on something a little bit that's more personal to them? So, uh, so let's take the next step deeper a little bit. You talked about earning, learning, environment, and advancement. Advancement. The Like you said, mostly on the recruiting side, earning and learning is going to be the important parts, right? What do you hear from agents out there right now that they're looking for? What would make them move in each one of those categories? Because we talk to agents and th this is a product of all the big brokerages like Keller Williams and Remax and, and so on, that they promised uh, young agents, they promised them internet leads. We'll give you internet leads. Mm -hmm. And in reality, and based on all the podcasts and interviews we've done, internet leads are not worth what they're, they're, they're paying for. They're not worth anything. If unless the agent does a lot of work and, and yeah. with them, right? Yeah. But people don't know that when they're promised internet leads. Mm -hmm. So we hear that they want this thing. They just think, well, they think they want this thing until they realize what they get. But what do we, what do you hear from agents out there that they want? 
uh, what's important to them, what makes what will make them move uh, that usually they're not getting in other places. Okay, structure. Like, with the biggest problem with training is is lack of structure. Um, so a lot of brokerages, especially the mega brokerages, the way they handle training is here's a course we put together, log into your portal, watch the videos, right? And it's something that they have to do on their own. And without the accountability, they don't do it. So they feel, and even though the training was provided, they didn't do it, but they don't take on the blame. So they say, I didn't get training. The training was there. They didn't get it. So the training was not good for them. It was not a structured, personalized training. So one of the best things you can do is have personal, like, it's not good. Like training with us is not a series of videos you go watch. Training with us is every Tuesday, we're talking about a different item that helps you get leads and close more deals faster and be more productive. So talking about what your training specifically is, um, talking about I'm going to meet with you on a one-on-one on a weekly basis for the first six months that you're here. And then after that, it'll be as frequently as you want. Giving them, talking about how the structure, because the biggest thing with those agents is they don't know what they want. They don't like, they, they don't know what they need. If they knew it, they'd go get it and learn that thing. They want structure, assistance, learning those things. So I have found showing them how you structure training in a physical manner is enormous. It can still be, it may be still via Zoom or it may still be remote, but giving them something other than just go watch a series of videos, um, making it more personalized, more interactive. Those are the trainings that work a little better and attract more. As far as that, every, everyone says they have good training. Showing them that is really great. Next time you're doing a, a, a training in your office, take a selfie uh, of you and your class and post that on social media. Got the team together. We're working on, on growing our businesses. And that's a great piece of, one, it shows culture and it shows training. That's a great piece to put out on, on your social media. Yeah, we actually, if we do a Zoom training, Nine times out of 10, we'll have it recorded and we'll put the recording publicly on YouTube yeah. for everybody to see. Because for me, and we're not doing anything that is rocket science. Let's put things in reality, yeah. right? And then I'll put it out there on our YouTube channel so our agents can always go back and revisit. And new agents that come in can see what we've already trained before, even though we're probably going to train it again with them. And then it's like you said, it's a recruiting tool. People can see how we train, mm-hmm. what we train about, what are yeah. we talking about. And we just had uh, a recruit reach out because he saw some of our training YouTube. Yeah, that's it. They see the training. They go, I, I want that. I want to be part of that. I also look for other ways to set ourselves apart. Like a lot of the, especially against like national companies, they're built to do business at a national scale. Mm-hmm. So they're not really equipped to do it, to do things on a local scale in the way that you as an independent can. I had a client that we looked at their competitors, we looked at the market, and, and the thing that we said, we, one of the things that we saw was we put in a media studio in their office so that any agent can book it, use it to produce content. And that did wonders for him because it was a physical, tangible thing that an agent was able to look at and say, that will make me better. I can't have that at this brokerage. I can have it there. So yeah, look at those things that. that set you apart. I'm sorry. I, I, Most of them won't use it because their dreams are bigger than their follow through. But that's a problem for once they're here. Externally, it's great. It, it's a, You want to find those things where they, they, they think that process. I can't have that here. I've got to go there to have it.
that's you know what we want. Uh, and that's what our creating our foundation for when it comes to recruiting. That's what our whole process is. How do we set you apart from your competitors? That's the whole thing. That yeah. If you're looking to recruit agents on an ongoing basis, you got to create a strong foundation. Got to make sure your product's good. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the, the physical space. Uh, my editor is going to yell at me for doing that, but I'm going to take off the podcast background for a second and everybody can see we have yeah. our background, yeah. we have our uh, audio equipment, we have, let me tilt the camera a little bit, we have the, the tripod yeah. and microphones yeah. and everything. And we encourage our agents to come in and use the equipment, use the office for, for doing all those videos because you're right, in today's world, um, if you're not on social media and if you're not generating a ton of videos, then, then you, you, you're not, you don't exist. And and people mm -hmm. want to see these things. So we definitely encourage our agents to use our equipment, come to the office, use the background, do the videos. We're getting uh, short on time. And I want to get to the point where everybody's going to be asking, what does it look like financially to hire someone like you? Sure. It starts off at the, around 40. We don't need exact well, numbers, just ballpark. Sure. Yeah. Around $4,500 per agent. Okay, that that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like I, I don't believe in secrets. I'm full transparent. Like that is just how I operate. Like I will give you all the secrets of how I do stuff because it's not rocket surgery. It's just sticking to foundational stuff and execution, right? It's exactly. sales. It's a numbers game. So forty-five an agent. I, I we can get that in return within one or two transactions with that agent, and yeah. we're already talking about producing agents. So from the moment yeah, you start, I, I'm fully guaranteed too. like, so I like all of my services are fully guaranteed. If I don't perform, like you don't pay, like I'm it's, you know, it should be easy and it is easy. I fully guarantee my services. Not that I'm here to pitch and I really want to just talk fully guarantee it. If we don't recruit, you don't pay. There is a small upfront. We do take a, a portion of that upfront that's it goes towards the uh, per agent and it's refunded if I ever were to fall short. I haven't fallen short of my goals yet, but that system's built in there. A, a guarantee you never have to use is the best kind of guarantee. Uh, yeah. And it's in, I, I let myself, uh, one of the reasons is I let myself plenty of time. So my, my, I always set it for a year and often for doing 10 agents, which is the minimum, I'll get 10 agents in six months in less than six months or less. And I've left myself a year to meet the guarantee. So that's the secret awesome. <laughs> is make sure you've got enough time to do it. So it's just, you just got to put in the legwork. Yeah. So really, are, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, really, the thing people want to skip over is the foundational stuff. Everyone wants to go to reach out. How do I market the marketing part of the sale? Right. The one thing I will say is focus on your product first. Take yourself outside because as the owner of a business, we're all a little biased. We think our product's great. Talk to your agents, talk to the people, find out what the real situation is, find out how you can improve, make sure your foundation is strong. Once you have a strong foundation, that's when recruiting gets really easy. Make sure your product's good. It becomes a lot easier to market. Okay. You read my mind. I was about to ask what, where most brokers fail when they go out to recruiting. So thank you for They that. go straight to the recruiting and they don't think about what, what is, what really makes a special, what, what needs does the market have? They don't think about those foundational things. So much of the work for recruiting is done in that first four weeks 
because that's where we're auditing your competitors. That's where we're auditing you. That's where we're trying to figure out what your you what the USBs that we're going to go to market are for. We're looking at ways to improve. We're looking at ways to prove that we are the things that we say we are. You can't just be in another line of people saying, I'm great at customer service, right? Remember where everyone was like, I'm good at customer service. Nobody cares if you're good at customer service because everyone says they're good at customer service. They yeah. care if you're good, but they want to experience it. They're not going to believe it because you say it. And that's the way it is with these things. So find out what, create that foundation and find a way to show you're good at those things. And then that's when you go, that's when you go to start your outreach. As someone uh, who doesn't love making calls, I do it. I want to make sure I'm getting the best return on my calls as possible, right? So make sure you have that strong foundation. That's, then you pick up the phone. Yep, that makes sense. I line all your ducks before you start shooting. Yeah. So, okay. Exactly. Awesome. So if our audience wants to reach out to you, how can they find you? Whether it's just asking questions, brainstorming, sure. hiring you. Sure. Yeah. I love talking about real estate. Anyone have any questions about real estate, marketing, recruiting, let's chat. Looney at rodericlooney.com is my email. .com is my website. You can find me on socials, though they're not very clean. I've got, I think, a different handle on just about every social media. But yeah, I would probably start with email and the website would be where I would start. And what I'll do is, as soon as, my, like I said, I, I have that course that I'm just finishing up production for. You want to do recruiting on your own? Here's everything you need to do it. I'll, that'll be going on my website. I'll put a rclbrokerservices.com slash ebg link for them to come. You let me know when this is going live and I'll make sure I have this up by then. Perfect. And and of course, we'll oh. put all the links you just mentioned on the show notes so everybody uh, have access to it. Awesome. Roddy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Joseph. This was a blast. I love talking about this. You see, I get excited uh, <laughs> about this stuff, which is a nerdy thing, but there you go. That's me. Hey, any business uh, owner that is not passionate about his business is not doing the right thing. Uh, that's true. All right, Joseph, take care. Awesome. And for you, the listeners, if you want to catch more of, the, of these expert conversations we have, just go to the independentbrokerpodcast.com and we'll see you on the next one. That was awesome. I learned something new. I hope you did too. And if you want to learn more from our experts, please subscribe to the channel and share with your friends.